welcome to the post-game show presented by Rico here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and the Eagles mobile app. I'm Chris McPherson alongside former Eagles linebacker Ike Reese, a victorious addition here as the Eagles knock off the Los Angeles Chargers by a score of 26-24. to And Ike, fans are going to relish the fashion the way they finished that game off. Six minutes and 44 seconds remain. Yes. Eagles have a two-point lead, and what do they do? They go to the ground game. Wendell Smallwood, Corey Clement, and the closer like Garrett Blunt getting the job done as the Eagles move the chains and run out the final 6:44 to seal the win in what basically was a home game for the Eagles with the fans taking over the StubHub Center there in Carson. Yes, I said Carson, California. So Ike, Eagles are now 3-1, beating the Chargers who remain winless. Just another gritty effort getting this one done on the road. I'm going to tell you right here, right now, in 20 games for Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz, in my mind, this is their most impressive win. I mean, this was a team win, a character win. You're coming off an emotional, miraculous victory on a 61-yard field goal against your, your hated rival in the New York Giants last week. It's difficult to try to get back up and match that passion and emotion that you're going to need to face a desperate team in their building like the 0-3 Chargers were today. And the fact that they were able to come out and get this victory, I mean, I think I, I just think it's a huge character win for this team. Um, I know a lot of people had trepidation about this game leading up to it but I thought this would be a Doug Peterson type of a game meaning Indeed. the coach had his team ready to play they came out the offense looked good we'll talk about the ins and outs of the game should have scored more touchdowns instead of field goals but you mentioned that last drive I mean, six minutes plus on the clock, Chargers with three timeouts, they never touched the ball again. Great point. The two-minute warning included all that. The Eagles make sure to finish off the clock to get the victory. This is a statement game yeah. for head coach Doug Peterson. Because as you said, Ike, you're coming off that emotional game. The Chargers, it's a team that you play once every four years. Yeah. It's a team that, okay, he's somewhat familiar with to an extent because he faced them. He's in the AFC you know, West. He was in AFC West. Frank Reich, offensive coordinator, he came from the Chargers when they were in San Diego before he came to the Eagles. Yeah, some familiarity there. But by and large, this is a team the Eagles players don't really recognize. So it's not a division opponent. It's not a conference opponent. You're going on the road to a, a soccer stadium, 27,000. And again, Eagles fans, a phenomenal Everywhere. job. Yeah. I mean, during the Fox broadcast, Dick Stockton was like, I have never seen where <laughs> the home team, what you know, typically fans would be cheering for a play, it's being booed. Yeah. Or the other way where the penalty's called to help the home team. And you have Jordan Hicks, middle linebacker, getting the crowd fired up there in the second half of the game. I mean, what a scene. Great seeing that sea of midnight green. A great West Coast trip. But just you just didn't know how the Eagles would respond. Because you look at probably last year. And this is something that, that I think has been a constant theme for this Eagles team thus far in 2017. Games that they lost last year. Are now they're now winning this year. Yeah. Okay, last year, okay, they have to rally late after the great start against the Giants, and they get the miraculous win. This week, you're going on the road. They could have easily come out flat. They didn't have their best player on defense in Fletcher Cox. They didn't have one of their playmakers in offense in Darren Sproles. You didn't know how the game was going to go. They got off to a great start. The Chargers rallied. You figured, okay, you know, things might just not go their way. Phillip Rivers, you know, veteran quarterback, you know, possible Hall of Famer down the line. Maybe he's going to rally the team to the win. Chargers haven't won a game yet this year. Maybe this is the one for them. Well, Doug Pearson and the Eagles offense found a way 
to shut the door when they had to, when the game was on the line and everything mattered most. Yeah, running backs did a great job all day. We knew that this uh, Chargers defense, 31st in the league coming into this game, great game plan, great job by the coaches sticking to the run, had salt to the offensive line, the big ugly, yep. the big uglies up front. They made holes for all three of these guys. You know, you got people out there clamoring for this guy to run, that guy to run. Well, guess what? All three running backs have been effective the last two weeks. So great job by Jeff Stoutland's boys up front opening up holes, and then more importantly, putting together a game plan where you feature each running back's skill set. So they had designed runs to, that's tailored to all three guys, and never more was it evident than on that final drive of the game. I mean, that was old school NFC East style smash mouth football where you just run the ball down your opponent's throat for six and a half minutes plus a two-minute warning, and they never touched the ball again. Here's how far the Eagles have come in a year's time. Last year, the Eagles were 3-0. They went on the road to Detroit and had the ball with the chance to ice the game yep. in the fourth quarter. Running back Ryan Matthews fumbles the ball away. Eagles end up losing the game, and the season kind of went south from there. They lost Lane Johnson for the suspension, and they were just never the same. So the Eagles, a year later, they're 3-1, and one, but it's such a different feeling because of how they got there and the teams they've beaten to get to this point, okay? People will probably say, the Chargers were 0-3 were coming to this game, but you look at who they played and how tightly they played those opponents, okay? Yeah. The Chiefs, they lost to last week. Chiefs might be the best team in football. The Eagles won loss so far this year. Yep. It was a one-possession game until two minutes left. Yep. Kareem Hunt breaks off the big run, finishes off the game. But weeks one and two, Dolphins, okay, and the Denver Broncos, the kicker, the rookie, you know, misses one that would have tied it, misses another late that would have won the game. Okay, so those two big plays, you know, plus again, they lost to the Chiefs. This was a team that was better, much better than their record. And you look at the town. Start with the offense. They have Phillip Rivers. They have Melvin Gore running back. They have Keenan Allen, a thorn in the Eagles side once again at wide receiver. Travis Benjamin, the future Hall of Famer, Antonio Gates, Hunter Henry, who had that nice touchdown late for the Chargers. Plenty of talent on that side of the ball. And then defensively, Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, Casey Hayward, who had a phenomenal game at cornerback there, you know, contesting Alshon Jeffrey throughout the course of the day. I mean, by and large, there was so much talent on that team right there. It was a quote-unquote home game for them, but obviously tough circumstances. But the Eagles just hats off to them for finding a way to get the job done. It looked like it was going to be too easy in the first half. They jumped out of that 10-0 lead. They were starting to sell for field goals, like you said, Ike. And yeah. you said... They're leaving the door a little open. That's your one concern is that the door's just being cracked just open where if the Chargers can make some of these big plays, they're going to be right back in the ballgame, yeah. okay? They made them, but the Eagles did enough. Every time the Chargers in the second half had some way to come back, you know, through the punch to be able to get the Eagles off kilter, the Eagles had a way to return. They had the counterpunch here today. No better way to finish off that game than a six-minute and 44-second drive to put the game away, to get to Eagles to 3-1 and one on the season. And it's great because I don't, the Giants game I might be a final, but again, at best, they're going to be 1-3. and three. They might be 0-4. Cowboys, Cowboys lost today. Lost. Big loss for them today, okay? <laughs> so they're 2-2. Two and two. Yeah. Washington plays the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. In Arrowhead. In Arrowhead. That's going to be a tough game for them. So yeah. the Eagles are sitting pretty. And now you look at the, the powers in the conference. Atlanta gets knocked off today. Yeah. The, the Eagles are right in the mix. And th at this point in the season, at the quarter pole, that's what you want to be. You just want to make sure you're in contention. You don't want to be like the Chargers who have talent 
but are 0 4. Their season's done. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be tough to come back from 0 you're not, 4. You're not coming back from 0 4. Okay. And they gave listen, they gave their best shot today. They did. I mean, they played. Uh, they made big plays when they needed to. Phillip Rivers, we know how good he is uh, as a player. That last touchdown to Hunter Henry, uh, I'm sitting there wondering, man, our defense, we're reeling, you know, and we, we get the ball back here. And I'm saying to myself, well, let's at least run three or four minutes off this clock so that our defense can get rested up. And then maybe you force them to use their timeouts and we can see if Ku can kick a, win- a winning yep. field goal again uh, at the end of this thing. Uh, but just impressed with the way our offense was able to in this football game, and that's a good San Diego Chargers team, Chris. You, you look at the you look at these first four games, right? You're talking about three road games out of the first four games. They played one game at the link, and that was against an 0-2 desperate divisional opponent in yep. the New York Giants. These haven't been easy games for the Eagles. Four tough football games, and I love the mental makeup of this team. This team is growing right before our eyes. I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself and start predicting things down the road, but what I will tell you is that when you come up against this Eagles team, you had better be, bring your best game. You had better bring your A game because this team will fight you tooth and nail to the end, uh, even in the, in the uh, defeat out there in Kansas City. That was a Hail Mary short of being a uh, ball game going into overtime. So uh, I love the way this team is playing. They're coming together. They're starting to believe in themselves. And the best part about it is, We have so many injuries. Our team isn't even at full strength right now. Thankfully, we're going to get guys back on the defensive side of the ball, and I expect this team just to get better and better as we keep going through the season. What does it do for a team, like to have these kind of tight games early in the season? Is there any kind of way that pays off later in the year? No doubt about it. No doubt about it. It takes me back to the 2000 season. You know, we wound up with 11 wins that season, but I don't even know if we were an 11-win team except for the fact we got off to a pretty good start and we started believing in ourselves. We, we, we fought and stayed in just about every game, and then our playmakers late in the game found a way to make plays, and lo and, be, lo and behold, we end up with 11 wins. I can see this team sort of having that type of a feel this year. They are finding, way to win, finding ways to win games, and that's all that matters in the NFL. It doesn't matter what the final score looks like as long as you have one more point than the other team. To get three wins out of the first four games when you played three games on the road, um, pretty impressive for the first quarter of the season. All right, Ike, we're going to hear from head coach Doug Pearson and quarterback Carson Wentz in just a little bit here on the postgame show presented by Rico. Let's get into the run game here. Okay, no Darren Sproles, done for the season with a torn ACL and broken forearm. So you figure it's going to be the running back by committee. Sproles had been the feature guy the first few weeks. You mentioned earlier how you loved how the Eagles, Doug Pierce and Frank Wright, created a game plan for to feature each of the running back strengths. Can you go into more detail? What did you like about the way the, e- the Eagles utilized each one of them in the game today? Well, here's the thing. There were several, um, without breaking down every play that they ran, no. um, there were several situations where he had LeGarrette Blunt in the game and it looked like an obvious rundown and he would throw the ball or – the, the touchdown that allowed us to extend the lead to nine points to Wendell Smallwood, we're all thinking that's a pass play right there. He hands the ball off to Wendell Smallwood. So, And you see the outside zone plays. People want uh, Doug and Frank Wright to sort of ride the hot hand, and I can understand that when you see the running backs having success. But I like the way that they have confidence in the game plan they put together throughout the week, and they say to themselves, no, we have specific design plays for each guy, whether it's to the outside, whether it's to the left side, whether it's running in between the tackles. All three of these guys have the ability to do it. 
LeGarrette Blunt surprised because he ran towards the tackle at times a day. But I like the way Corey Clement ran through the middle and Wendell Smallwood when he had to get tough yards. Corey Clement, okay. He may not get a game ball per se. He might not be our Toyota player of the game for his effort today. But to put him in the situations that he was in today, some clutch third downs, yeah. to trust him with the ball in his hands, kudos to the coaching staff, kudos to running backs coach Deuce Taylor for having him ready for the moment. But for him to take advantage of the opportunity, to take advantage of that moment, okay? This was a guy who bowed his way to get onto the 53-man active roster. Okay, then he was out there on special teams to start the season, okay? He had the beautiful opening kickoff tackle in Washington to set the tone early in that game. But you look here, 30 yards on 10 carries, okay, nothing flashy, but you're going to the, the last drive here, and third and short, he gets the key first down, gets a second first down earlier in the drive. I mean, time after time again, they did not mind giving him the ball in those situations. And that's what I mean by when Doug had him in there on third and two or what have you, Chargers defense may be thinking, okay, this is a passing. They're going to pass the ball. This is pass personnel because they don't have LeGarrette Blunt in there. And I think that along with three wide receivers, forces the defense to play in their nickel package, and you still get a ball to Corey Clement through the A-gaps. And the thing I like about him is that there was no indecision. He got the ball, got behind his shoulder pads, and put his head down and got the tough yards that he needed to get. It's going to keep all three of those guys primed and ready to go when they know that the coach trusts them in clutch situations late in games. All three of those guys need to be ready to go, and today was a prime example. All three were used on that final drive. I mean, like you said, kudos to the offensive line. Yeah. Okay, I think an outstanding game. Once again, we saw the rotation at left guard. Yep. Okay, Stefan Wisniewski started. Then Chance Wormack came in. Wisniewski went back out there later in the game. But Carson Wentz, I thought, had plenty of time in the pocket. Yeah. Okay, thought, did a great job. Again, we talked about Melvin Ingram, AFC Defensive Player of the Month for September. Joey Bosa, phenomenal rookie season 2016. Did he play today? You barely heard his name, I Paul. I didn't really hear his name. Okay, I mean, he was flying off the edge, but... Jason Peters and Lane Johnson, to their credit, were amazing. One of the plays I know was showcased on the uh, on the broadcast was it was a corner blitz. Jason Peters recognized it, picked it up, yeah. and then he showed the footwork to be able to keep up with him. The that's what that's what's just so amazing yeah. about Jason Peters is after all these years in the league that not only does he have the wisdom to know who to pick up in those situations, but he has the athleticism and the wherewithal to be able to make that play as well. Man, no doubt about it. What is it, 14th, 15th year for him? It's, no, it's, it's the reason why we <laughs> mention him, we say future Hall of Famer. Correct. <laughs> yes. In uh, the bodyguard out there, and he's still getting it done, still playing at a high level. Uh, haven't heard many guys that he's had to block this season so far make any plays uh, from his side of the offensive line. So I just think the, the line is starting to get a little bit of continuity, a little bit of rhythm. And, and you see the last two weeks, man, they were hungry after those first two weeks. They wanted the coach to stick with the run and give them the opportunity to show what they could do. And to their credit, uh, they rewarded the coach with blocking well, opening up holes for these three running backs. You're talking about two straight weeks over uh, 100-plus yards. I don't know what they totally had today as a collective group, the three runners, but I know last week was 193 yards uh, for, the, uh, for the running backs last week. You got to give Jeff Stoutland a lot of credit. Offensive line took some heat. I saw Halapuli uh, Vitae out there today. Yep. And times, certain packages they're putting together. And then Doug sticking with the run. 
sticking with the run. I mean, there are points in that game where you want to sort of get points back as fast as you can, and you want to trust that big arm of your quarterback. But kudos to the coaching staff for sticking with the run. And I think they wore down that Chargers defense. LeGarrette Blunt in the fourth quarter. I don't know how many of those Chargers really wanted to go tackle him. No, not <laughs> whatsoever. At that point in the game, look, for him to come out there, that 68-yard run, yeah, about okay, that. Yeah. which put him in position for Wendell Smallwood's final touchdown, you, you would have loved to see Blunt finish it off. I mean, that was his drive right there. But still, again, the Chargers come up with a score. The Eagles have to find a way to answer. And what do they do? They just go down the field with a big play there, the big run. You were waiting for Blunt to have this big breakout game, okay? You know, huge contributions last week in the win against the Giants. This was coming off that Chiefs game where he didn't have a carry officially. He had one that was wiped out due to penalty. But by and large, though, you know, he wasn't involved in the run game. And maybe that was just game specific, the way they wanted to attack the Chiefs. But I think the Eagles realized they have this talent here. They have this weapon here. They have to figure out a way to utilize it. And I think that's what the, the best thing about what we've seen from, from Doug the last couple of weeks is he's putting his playmakers in the best situations possible to have success. And that's all, that's all the coach can do, okay? Yeah. The coach can prepare him. He can dial up the right plays. The guy's got to go execute. But you look at the numbers there. He alone, Blunt, 136 yards, 8.5 yards per carry, 68 yards. I mean, just for the second straight week, you see defenses struggle just having the ability to slow them down and stop them. And I can understand fans might say, well, why not keep Ryan a hot hand? But you want to keep defenses off kilter. Okay? And it keeps him fresh. And it keeps and him it keeps fresh. Yes, fresh. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's because, why he can do what he did in the fourth correct. quarter. He's exactly. fresh. Exactly. So if you're not rotating in small water, you're not rotating in Clement, you may not be getting this performance late yeah. in the game. You may not be able to put the charge away today like they did you know, big kudos to the O-line, the running backs getting the job done. Carson Wentz, okay? The numbers weren't gaudy for a second straight week, okay? But no turnovers, first and foremost. That is the biggest That's thing right the biggest there. biggest thing right you're, there. You're on the road. Again, you're facing a desperate team, 242 yards. The touchdown pass early to Alshon Jeffrey. You know, I thought it was a tough day for him because I thought the Chargers secondary did a great job of taking away the wide receivers. Now, Wentz had that beautiful pass down the seam to Torrey Smith, which he brings that in. That's a big game. Didn't happen. Yeah. Alshon Jeffrey, look, Casey Hayward did a phenomenal job clamping him it's down. Pro Bowl, it's Pro Bowl corner Pro Bowl right corner. Yeah. Great job on him. You know, Zach Ertz had a couple of big catches. That one over the shoulder throw in the second half. Huge yeah, thing right that there. Was a pretty, that was a beautiful touch, ball. Pretty touch. Okay, so, yeah. the, the, so the accuracy was there. I don't think there was a lot of opportunities for him, but I thought he did a great job of taking what was given to him. And also, every week it seems like Ike, he is just wowing us with his legs. Yeah. Okay, the way he can get out of pressure, the way he can turn nothing into something. It, it's just every week I feel like you sit back and there's one play that makes you just be like, I can't believe this guy's our quarterback. He is so good, so elusive. The way that he can use that 6-5 frame and get away from defensive players just – Every week I'm marveling at something different when it comes to Carson Wentz. Yeah, no doubt about it. And this was a thinking man's game today. I, I, I love the way Carson played today. Listen, he didn't put up gaudy numbers, but he was out there manipulating the defense at times, getting to the line of scrimmage early, forcing the Chargers to show their hand, and then checking plays at the line of scrimmage. I mean, that's what a seasoned veteran quarterback does, and this kid has only played 20 games thus far. The ball was never put in harm's way today. That's nope. another thing that you see that he's getting 
better at. First two games of the season, had some turnovers there. Last two games, no turnovers for Carson Wentz. And that's what you want from your quarterback because you don't want to give the team extra possessions. Do what needs to be done. Don't make unnecessary, don't take unnecessary risk with the football. Respect the football. I always say that about quarterbacks. Respect the ball. Don't give that thing away. And I thought Carson was masterful today again. Manipulating the defense, yep. checking at the line of scrimmage, getting the offense in and out of certain plays, all the things that you need a quarterback to do to sort of manage the ball game today. The running game was working, over 200 yards rushing for this offense. You didn't need him to throw the ball no. a ton today, but he made the throws when he needed to make the throws. That's the thing. You come out that, that six-minute, 44-second drive to finish off the game. The first one, you know, it's a pass out Sean Jeffrey. Okay? Yeah. That's a time when you need Carson to be aggressive, and he can dial up at a moment's It loosens notice. up the defense. Yes. That's why you throw a pass on first down, and it loosens up the defense. All right, we're going to send it out to the West Coast, the winning coach, Doug Pearson, speaking now to the media. Yeah, 6.44, I believe, on the clock. Um, just shows the resiliency of the team. You know, there's, there's uh, you know, I've said it quite a few times, you know, there's just no um, no quit in this team. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're learning to play as a unit, play together, and that's good to see. Um, and uh, just a great way to finish the game. Have you got major Yeah, you know, it's it's game plan specific each week, and, and we have design, you know, plays for each one of them. And, and uh, um, it's great to get them all, you know, all touches, but at the same time, give credit to the offensive line, tight ends. They did an outstanding job today uh, up front, you know, I guess a good a good defensive line and, and um, you know, try to try to uh, just get them all involved. Doug, you've been around this organization for a long time. Do you remember when it was that loud, that dominant in a stadium on the road for the Eagles fans like that? Uh, I can't. I can't recall the time, but it was great to great to see our, you know, the Eagle Nation out there, the fans, and and uh, um, you know, to come support the guys. So it's a, uh, you know, it's a long trip for us. Obviously, um, great to see the fans out there. They were they were huge today, um, and it was uh, it was a fun fun atmosphere. Doug, did McGarrett have something to prove? You know, with no. Talk about, do you think he came out wanting to show? Yeah. People? I mean, it's two weeks in a row now that he's he's um, he's done a great job and. Uh, you know, um, into the game, you saw the big long run. Um, so yeah, he's. I don't think he has anything to prove. It's the guy that, that we knew, uh, that I knew, uh, that we were getting back uh, back in the spring. As a follow up that long run, what was the significance of that in that moment after the Yeah, really the biggest thing was the backside uh, tight end. Zach Ertz made a great block on that to, to spring him, and then you know he's he's so big and powerful late in the game um, when when defenders sometimes can be a little more fatigued and tired and. You know, he just runs through block, uh, tackles, and uh, um, it was just uh, was well blocked. Uh, great run. What do you say about Jake Elliott? What he's been able to do? You know, he made those last two field goals, of course, that record-setting one to win last week, and then he comes out here today and just now one after another, and they're really long ones. Yeah, it's he, he's got playing with a lot of confidence right now, and uh, you know, he's he's he has confidence, and that's that's. That's uh, that's what you want out of your kicker. Um, you know, obviously we got to do a better job. You know, obviously when we get down inside that 30-yard line, but um, you know, three points, come away with three points with him, big leg. Uh, really have no hesitation putting him out there in those in those longer longer kick situations. When well, Garrett is running like that, breaking those tackles and those runs like like he did today, how much does that allow you as an offense to really rally behind that and 
Yeah, it's it's tremendous, you know, and it's really um, not only the runners but the offensive line. And and when I can see them and and their look in their eyes when they're looking to the sidelines for for uh, you know like let's go, let's keep that thing rolling. Um, it, it makes you know it makes my job as a play caller a little bit easier. Just 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 feed them again. So it's great for that. But the, you know again the credit goes to the offensive line, the tight ends. Not to pick off another week though. Um, again, different game, different circumstance, and uh, it was right before the half. Um, just uh, decision to punt. My when bottom you, line. When you get that running game going, does that kind of take a off your back, so to speak? Mine? Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it takes off of mine, but but uh, you know, it definitely helps the overall execution of the offense. I think uh, it opens up a lot of things, you know, um, in the passing game as well. But, uh, yeah, the running game, you know, is something that uh, um, we feel comfortable in, in doing, and, and uh, we just got to continue to uh, to execute it each week. Last year, you guys struggled, you struggled in close games, and this year it looks like you're winning those games on the road, you're winning close games. What does that mean for this team, you know, for you guys to be able to do that? Um, yeah, it's it's uh, they're learning. They're learning from, from last year. They're learning from uh, the, the even this year, um, even though we're – you know, four games in, um, this team is really beginning to, to believe in themselves, uh, believe in each other. Um, you know, it's never never really one aspect. I mean, it's, you know, the offense is bailing out the defense, defense is bailing out the offense, and, and special teams, you know, sometimes bails out everybody. And uh, that's what they're learning. They're learning to play together and, and they're coming together. And, and that's exciting and uh, it's fun to watch. What's to that in Thought he had an efficient game. He started a little slow, um, you know, a couple of incompletes. I think he was one of seven to start the game, um, but but caught fire. Um, you know, Ertz made a couple big catches in there. Nelson was explosive. Uh, we had a couple misses to Tory, but but you know we'll we'll make those down the stretch. Uh, Alshon got involved, you know, and, and and really he did a he did an outstanding job. The throw back to 29, you know, in the first half. Uh, I believe it was the first half. Uh, what a what a tremendous play, you know, and that's the type of guy that, that Carson is, and and he's tough. Stand in the pocket, take hits, um, and uh, and and bounce back up. But had a had another another good game today. The defense has been really good early. I think the first three quarters combined they've given up 40 points, but in the fourth quarter they've given up 52 over the first four games. Is there any reason you can put your finger on why that's not happening? Yeah, you know we got to eliminate the big play defensively. Uh, we had a couple penalties uh, in the second half today that that, that kept uh, kept them on the field, and we just got to learn to. You know, play play a little better, um, probably a little more discipline in those situations. You know, from a defensive standpoint. But listen, overall, they they're creating takeaways. You know, for our offense, they're putting our offense in good situations, um, and and they're going to have games like that. And and that's where um, that's where you want to see your offense take over and, and finish the game like we did today. I think the players um, really responded well uh, in in both of their absences, and and uh, you know. Two tremendous players, obviously, to uh, to to uh, to not have out there. But uh, the guys are again, the guys are resilient. They're they're warriors. Um, great win today on the road. On, on, on Smallwood's touchdown, third down, there, I think they were expecting pass. And, and, and what was that play called? Um, you know, it, it's it was a it was a tough situation. Um, you know, we we struggled to, to once we got down there to, to really punch it in. We had a couple throws, a couple runs. Um, and they were just in their in their normal, you know, red zone, low red zone defense, and it was just an inside zone play. 
um, you know, running it over to, to Lane's side, and, and uh, Jason Peters did a great job, backside cutoff, and, um, you know, Wendell dove in. So uh, just a, a well-executed play. Just that, um, that they're believing, they're beginning to believe in one another. Um, the resiliency of the football team, uh, they're learning how to finish. Uh, you know, um, to be able to win on the road, um, they're learning all of that. And, um, you know, uh, just, just the, way, the way the offense today, you know, was able to finish. I just con- congratulated them on that last drive, and, and uh, it's the way to finish a game. Well, they each have they each kind of complement each other in the sense of, uh, you know, um, Wiz Wiz could be a better, you know, pass blocker. Chance could be a better run blocker. Vice versa. We just we just got strengths and weaknesses on both guys, and and just want them both to play there. Plus, it keeps them fresh in there. Um, and uh, I thought both of them played uh, played well. Obviously, you got to evaluate the film on the way home and 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 check that out. But um, the more we keep that rotation and keep those guys in there, it, it didn't. It didn't seem to uh, to mess up any continuity whatsoever in that offense line. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I, I think you're always learning. You know, each and every week, and and uh, you know, I'll learn again from from this game, looking at it on, on tape, and, and again, just situationally. You know, uh, putting putting the team in good good spots. You know, and and um, but yeah, I think I think uh, you know, you're always learning. Um, and uh, something I'll continue to do, you know, each week, and uh, and get better, and get ready for another another good test next week. All right, thanks, guys. All right, head coach Doug Pearson addressing the media, and he said what we've all seen out there on the field with our own eyes. There's no quit in this football team whatsoever. They have managed, no matter what circumstances, what adversity has come their way to this point in the year. They've been able to rise to the occasion time after time again. Again, you're on the road, and we'll say on the road because the fans were phenomenal, okay? Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, you can take a five-hour trip out you there. Still, you know, yeah. so I'll take the trip out there, yeah. but still, you know, pack the stadium there, see a mid- midnight green. I mean, the pictures were breathtaking. You could yeah. hear it on the broadcast, you know, hearing from the guys who were at the stadium. It's an open-air press box, and you can hear the noise. So, you know, phenomenal job by Eagles fans. But still, going out there, you knew the Chargers needed to get the win. They have a veteran, possible Hall of Fame quarterback of Phillip Rivers. They are still able to get the job done. When you put the game in the hands of the second-year quarterback, six-plus minutes left, almost seven minutes on the clock, you leave it in the hands of the run game, and they're able to get be able to run out the clock and seal the win. So 26 to 24, and the Eagles are now three and one on the season. Awesome. I mean, I don't know how many people had them at three and one after four games when you looked at this schedule and you knew it was going to be difficult. And you say to yourself, you got a lot of new players here. It's going to take time to gel. How quickly can they start to build chemistry and get this thing rolling? Nah, it seems like they've gotten it rolling, you know, and I don't even think they're clicking on all cylinders just no, yet. Far from you it. You know, and that's what I mean. This is, it's a collective effort, man. And we haven't mentioned Jake Elliott today. No. I mean, Jake Elliott was big time today. What do you have? Four for four? Four, four for four on his field goals. Here's another uh, a, a rookie who's only been in Philadelphia for a few weeks. He's coming off. The, the greatest kick of his life. Yeah, one of the greatest <laughs> you know, kicks in Eagles history. Yeah, one of the greatest kicks in Eagles history, that 61-yarder against the Giants. And to be able to come back the next week 
and have ice waters in his veins or foot. Ice water in his oh. foot. Yeah. And, and able to knock those field goals through. And, and crucial field goals. We needed every last one yeah. of those field goals today. Great job from Jake Elliott and the special teams uh, unit there, man. Being able to come through and get four field goals. Because, again, if there's anything I pull away from the game that I say, eh, we need to get better at, you, yeah. want, you want touchdowns instead of field goals, obviously. Uh, but the fact that you got a kicker here that's young, and, and is oblivious to how big the moment can be at times. And that's when they say, you know, being young and not knowing is a good thing. Yes. Hey, that's a good thing. So I wanted to give Jake some kudos, man. Coming off last week, everybody patting him on the back, everybody wanting to buy him a drink. Uh, he seemed to have kept his head down all yes. week, stayed focused like he said he would. His 20, what is it, 24-hour rule yeah. uh, that he had last week, uh, that was well served for this team today because, like I said, those field, four field goals were huge. And they weren't short. No. There were no chippies either. No chip shots. 45, 40, 53, and 47. How about that? Roll him out there for 53 like it's <laughs> nothing. nothing. Yeah, yeah, nothing. yeah, go ahead and kick that. You kicked a 61-yarder, yeah. You'll be out there for all 50-plus yard yeah, field goals. exactly. Attacks. So you can rely upon him. He's becoming automatic. So awesome. I wonder what Marvin Lewis will say about him <laughs> this week. So, But let's, we haven't talked much about the defense, okay? Mm-hmm. Up front, they're missing Fletcher Cox. Best player on the defensive line, the entire defense. So, Bo Allen, I thought, did a very, did very, a nice very today. good yeah. job subbing in there. He even got sacked. Yeah. All right, he even How brought the that? pass rush pressure, okay? <laughs> That's the one thing you say about Bo Allen, stout guy, so can stop the run. Always play hard. You know, the try-hard guy. But he brought it today, okay? I, I thought he stepped up in a big way, filling those shoes. I also thought Tim Jernigan. This was the game where I said Tim Jernigan could really, really, really put himself on another level, saying, all right, you've been playing alongside Fletcher Cox the last couple of weeks. Now it's your time to shine. And he's helped set the tone early on in this football game. I tell you, man, they're doing it with patches and glue over there. You know, guys, guys are playing more snaps. Tim is playing more snaps than he probably would because you need him out there a yep. little more. Um, you got the secondary that's patched up a little bit. You got you got the cornerback situation. That's a little dicey. Rasul Douglas had a rough day. See, that's the NFL. One one week you can be on top, and the next week, you know, you're facing another Pro Bowl caliber receiver in Keenan Allen. But I, you know, you got to give Jim Swartz credit. He is difficult to come up with a game plan when you don't have your best players and you're playing with young players. You're going up against a uh, potential Hall of Fame quarterback in Phillip Rivers. They got some yards. They moved the ball a little bit on us, but I thought they fought. They fought. They got the early turnover, big sack from Chris Long. Huge. So you needed help from everyone, but um, this is going to be a theme for us until we get our guys back. You know, it may be a couple weeks before Darby is back, before Fletcher is back. You know, hopefully they're back sooner rather than later. But, you know, you're doing it with the best you can with the guys that you have out there, and that's why this is a team game. It's a team game because you need all three phases to pick up the slack for each other. The plus is going to be down the line. Remember earlier I asked you what are some of the benefits of going through Good these early strokes? Yeah. The experience. Yeah. Okay, so that if you get into a week eight, week nine type game and you say, I've got to go to the bench, i got to bring in Rasul Douglas, it's not the first time he's going out there. Yeah. Okay, he's already got starts now under his belt to be able to, you know, rely upon, call upon, and, re- and remember when he has to go back into action. So that's the biggest thing is you're getting the guy's experience but you're still able to win. You're still competitive. That's yeah. the most important thing. It's not a situation like some teams where let's give the guys experience. You know, they're going to go through their growing pains. We're not competitive right now. This Eagles team is right there. Yeah. This Eagles team is in the hunt, very much so. All right? And these guys are contributing and helping them win. And you're getting it from 
all down the depth chart. That's the biggest thing. So you're seeing Elijah Qualls out there at defensive tackle. Yeah. You know, you're seeing Vinnie Curry and Brandon Graham moving inside to help yep. with the pass rush in there. Okay, Derek Barnett had his first career fumble recovery. You mentioned Chris Long creating the strip sack there on the first drive there, helping set the tone. The linebackers all making plays. You know, it's not the prettiest outing, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. Sure, you would have loved for them to have not allowed that big play to Keenan Allen sure. when you knew that's the one thing that they had to do. That's the one thing that they were trying to avoid there was don't give up the big play, make them matriculate the ball down the field, you know, fine, let them sell for six, seven-yard gains as long as they have to go ten plays to reach the end zone, all right? You're not happy with the big play allowed there, but you know what? The offense was able to bail you out, and that's the biggest thing is yeah. You know, some weeks it's going to be the offense that carries away. Some weeks it's going to be the defense. But you've got a good enough team, a balanced enough team, that you can work both ends of the spectrum here and to be able to come out on top. So, no, I completely agree. And again, you're talking about early in the season, and it's great experience for these guys. And they're playing in big games and big moments, close games where every play matters, every down matters, and so. This is the type of stuff that's going to bode well for them later in the year. You know, once we get to November and December, you're talking about playing playoff football or making a playoff push. This is going to serve them very well once the second part of the season gets here. But again, this is one of this is one of those wins where um, all throughout the week you're saying to yourself, "Wow, are we going to be able to?" Put that win that they had against the Giants away and get focused on these charges. Big question. This Big isn't question. A, this isn't a team that you're familiar with. You don't play them but once, but every four years. How are we going to be able to get back up emotionally uh, to match the passion and the energy and the effort that you know this Chargers team is going to play with? And I tell you, whether it was the uh, Eagles fans that took over the stadium at StubHub or the StubHub Stadium yep, you got today. Uh, or the very fact that the coaches just had them ready to go. When they hit the field, they were ready to play uh, today when they hit the field. You could tell they got the big sack early. And I, I thought the Eagles offense just moved up and down the field with no problem. We just didn't cash in and get touchdowns, kicking field goals, which really allowed the Chargers to hang around yes. for a while. But the feeling of the game was we're in complete control of this game. Like, it's like we have complete control of this game, and when they needed to put their foot on the gas pedal. I mean, look at that time of possession there. You're talking about almost 40, oh, 40 minutes, minutes. Of, of time of possession there that the Eagles controlled the ball. And that's really what it felt like. And I bet you most of the minutes the Chargers had the ball came in the second half. There were a lot of three and outs in that first yeah. half. No, the Eagles defense set the tone early. The Eagles offense was, like you said, like moving the ball up and down the field. You wonder how much did, obviously, you know, six minutes, almost seven minutes at the end of the game contribute to them getting that's almost four minutes time, time yeah. possession. But still, they already had the clear advantage going into yep. that drive. You wonder how much did that set the tone for that drive? Basically, how tired was that Chargers defense going into then, knowing that, all right, we're in this game, we got to make one play, but maybe physically they just didn't have it in them, okay? Yeah, yeah, this was a game, and this is no disrespect to the Chargers. Listen, they're all pros. They all have talent. But this was a game of will, and the Eagles' will was just stronger. I mean, that offensive line leaned on that front seven of the San Diego Chargers. You know we're going to run. You know this is our four-minute offense. We're not tricking you. We're coming right at you. And that's what they did. The offensive line blew those guys off the ball. Uh, I thought the play calling, whether it was north and south or east, east and west, it kept the Chargers front seven off balance. And you're talking about the, the, uh, the worst rushing, second to worst rushing defense in the NFL. 
and this is where those runs in the first half helped you out because they basically didn't have any gas left. No. And then you get a ball to 29, nobody wants to tackle him. <laughs> nobody wants to tackle that big fella right no there. One, no one wants to tackle him in the first half. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants to tackle him there when they're already tired, sun-soaked field. I mean, that was five guys on him right there. He's running and, and, and just mugging guys and, and stiff-arming guys off of him. It was, it was a beautiful thing to watch, man. This easily was his best game as an Eagle, and hopefully – you know, we can keep this going. Again, look at 16 carries. You know, we want to get a guy 25 carries. Well, guess what? We don't need to give him 25 no. carries. We got 20 carries going to the other two guys, and that keeps him fresh. So when they're giving the ball to Clement, uh, Clement and, and, and Wendell Smallwood, they're, they're setting it up for him in that fourth quarter, and that's exactly what you saw today. LeGarrette Blunt in the fourth quarter was just too much. Smallwood, I want to give him props because – he may not be the Toyota Player of the Week nominee right. this week, but he got the touchdown down the red zone, which was huge Needed late that. in the game. Needed you it. need to have that. But he was great on third down, not just rush the ball, catch the ball at the yeah. backfield. Some clutch third down conversions from Smallwood, who is basically at this point filling that Darren Sproles role. Okay, he's not Darren Sproles. No one is. But, again, you look at the numbers there, he had more receiving yards than rushing yards. Okay? Yeah. And that's something that when he was first drafted, the coaches thought that he was okay, he'll be good on first and second down, but we don't know if we can rely on him on third down. You know, not just the receiving aspect, the pass protection aspect, but last week I thought he made such great strides from a pass protection standpoint, showing that he can help protect Carson Wentz on third down. But the last couple weeks we've seen him make some big receptions out of the backfield as well, showcasing why he needs to be out on the field in those situations. Yeah, running backs catching the ball in this offense is huge. you got to have somebody that can catch the ball out of the backfield. It was good to see Wendell uh, make his four catches today. But more importantly, get up the field with the football, had some nice runs after he caught it. Because here's the thing, you just want to get Wendell on the perimeter, get him out in the open space and let him use that 4-5-4, four, four, I mean that 4-4 four, four speed that he was known to have coming out of West Virginia. And so... They were able to do that today. Mm -hmm. um, like you said, it's, it's difficult to replace Darren Sproles, but you need that pass-catching element from the running back in order for this offense to operate the way that it should operate. You need it from someone there. Yeah, the someone has to step so. up and do it, and do it, and Wendell is the, is the uh, likely candidate. Yeah, it, it's a game like this where there are a lot of little heroes, I want to say. Mm -hmm. You know, guys who not everyone had the big game that Blunt had per se, but guys who stepped up in little ways like Nelson Aguilar. Okay, yeah. he had two really huge receptions, especially the first one. Okay, it's third down, opening drive for the Eagles offense, and he makes a beautiful catch down the sideline, tight coverage. Nice throw. What a throw by Carson Wentz, but still one-on-one. Okay, Aguilar comes up with the play, gets him down in the red zone, almost scores a touchdown there, and the Eagles are able to cash in with the touchdown throw to Alshon Jeffrey. Later in the game, he had a beautiful catch in the middle of the field to get a first down. Okay, you know, it's little plays like this. You don't need everyone to be the star, okay? Right. You just need everyone to chip in just a little bit. Again, look, three catches on four targets, okay? Right. 58 yards. Catch a big, the ball when they throw it to you. Just, you know, take advantage of those opportunities, and it'll help go a long way. But Aguilar, you know, being back on the West Coast, okay, he's I'm a sure Cali he kid, yeah. you know, went to USC, okay? You know, loved being back there. I'm sure it helped bring some of the best out. He oh, wanted yeah. to have a big game out there, show everyone why he was a first-round pick in 2015. A couple of nice plays there from him today. 
and playing really well through the first four games of the season. You know, his numbers don't blow you away when no. you look at him, but he's filling that slot role. And uh, Carson seems to be uh, gaining a little uh, chemistry with him there, and he certainly trusts him. And that was a play there where you can tell they've worked on that throughout the week because you, ha you have to have the perfect throw, the perfect touch, and drop that over that defender's shoulder. And Carson was able to do that. And nice job from Nelson being able to basically Willie Mays that thing, you know, catch it over your shoulder. How about Zach Ertz? Another, Just doing what Zach Ertz does. Another five catches. Yep. Another 81 yards. <laughs> you know, I mean. He's my fantasy tight end. I mean, he, he's. Yeah. Everyone wishes he was their fantasy tight end at this point <laughs> right, here yeah. with the numbers put up. You know, coming into the week, you know, I think it was fourth in the league in receiving yards among. All players, not just tight not ends. Just he tight was, ends, you yeah. know, first among tight ends in catches, receiving yards. Got the touchdown last week. You know, it, it's just amazing that he comes up every week with a big play. This time it was that over-the-shoulder grab, beautiful touch by Wentz for 38 yards. But again, five catches, 81 yards. Just you know, the go-to guy whenever Carson Wentz needs to move the chains, get a big play. Ertz has been Mr. Reliable for this offense this season. So it's not just I, – I, I'm glad that we're finally able to get away from the he only plays well in the last four games yeah, of the season. Which was stuff. nonsense anyway. Which it was. Yeah. But until he – the thing is, every year it was like, oh, he finished last season strong. He should start off the next year great. And for yeah. one reason or another, he didn't. Well, he's finally flipped the script now, okay? I tell you, you, I don't have numbers in front of me, but if you look at Zach Ertz's numbers from his last eight games last year and these first four games, I think he has more catches than anybody in the league. I know right. he has more catches than any other tight end Certainly. in the league in yards. So uh, it was really the second half of the season when he got healthy. People forget it. What, did he break his collarbone? Yep. It was uh, a rib. It was a displaced rib. Displaced yeah. rib, the first game of the season last year. And so those are just like little nagging injuries. Even if he you know, only misses a game or two, he's coming back before he's complete healthy and it takes a few it takes a little while for you to feel like yourself again and that's what you saw in the second half of last season he's carried it into this season speaking with him uh, during training camp he talked about other things he wanted to add to his game and get better at number one thing was yards after the catch being able to continue uh, taking the ball down the field once he catches it and you're seeing that hard work uh, pan off for him. You're seeing it. You're seeing the fruits of his labor, and you can tell the quarterback uh, doesn't mind getting him the football. No, not at all. As we go back to defense, are you are you concerned at all about the pass rush? Now, last week, okay, you know Eli Manning got the, rid of the ball in under two seconds yeah. almost every time. They they pretty much changed the game plan. I would say change the game plan because the Giants have had that in their back pocket for a while with Ben McAdoo's offense. But Eli Mang has been known to get rid of the ball quickly. And they made sure to protect the offensive line to offset the Eagles pass rush. We're getting out rid of the ball quickly, okay? Today, you knew that the Chargers can't really copy and paste that game plan because that's not their MO. That's not their style. Right. You know, Phil Rivers is a classic, you know, drop back quarterback, likes to hang in the pocket. He's not mobile. He wants to get those intermediate chunk plays. He's going to go deep. He's going to let those vertical routes develop. He's going to be back there, okay, for defenders to get him. Yeah. Offensive line a little banged up coming this game. Joe Barksdale, the starting right tackle, did play after missing the Chiefs game. He did get hurt during the course game. I don't remember if he came back or not. But, you know, an offensive line that's had its issues already coming to this game. Were you hoping to see more pressure from the front four? Or do you say you're without Fletcher Cox, you know, as long as they're moving him off his target every once in a while, they're doing what they can. Yeah, you want to see a little more pressure on him. Even if you're not getting sacks, you want to hit him just to affect him. 
yeah. so that he's not comfortable back there. You know, you want to make him a little jittery, make him want to get rid of the football sooner than he wants to, or make him hold on to it longer than he wants to. That's what the hits uh, do to you. So sometimes, yes, yeah, sacks are great, but the hits on the quarterback is what you really want because yeah. that messes with his mind. I tell you, part of it is not having Fletcher Cox in there, some somebody that commands a double team, draws a lot of attention, and, and also is a great player if you ever decide to leave him one-on-one with a guard or a tackle. But not only that, our secondary, you know, yeah. They work hand in hand, right? You got to if you if you force the quarterback to hold on to the ball a little longer, then you allow for that pass rush to get to him. If, if the quarterback is finding open men because we can't cover guys, uh, that's going to be difficult. But I tell you, Derek Barnett, it was good to see him out there. He was around the quarterback, uh, making a little bit of noise. You know. Uh, Carson Palmer next week, another classic quarterback that stays in the pocket. You know exactly where he's going to be. He's another guy who also holds on to the football too long at times. So I'm not overly concerned about it, but you certainly would like to see the pass rush pick up after the last two quarterbacks have thrown for almost 350 yards apiece. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of passing yards to go against your defense the last two weeks. And, and Palmer, okay, getting up their age, he could still sling the ball. Oh, yeah. And they still got number 11. That's the thing, and that's a that's a nemesis. We can right there, we can yeah. talk about him a little bit yeah. a little bit later on. We don't want to get into him just yet because he is among the all time eagle killers. Yeah, he is. He might he, he is a contention. He might be the yeah. number one. He yeah, might be the guy. LT, one of them. Yeah, up there on that list. Yeah. So there, you know, he'll be at the link next week. So, but the thing is, right now, Eagles fans are celebrating going on the road against Los Angeles, beating them twenty six to twenty four. Improving to three and one on the season. Again, this was a possible trap game. Everyone wanted to know how would the Eagles rebound? How would they respond after coming off such an emotional win over the New York Giants? And that's why I have to give so many kudos to Doug Pearson yeah. for not just having this team ready, but having the team ready, executing early, and then finding the strength, the will, and the and the offensive play calling to put the game away late when you knew what you were going to do, and you're still able to execute it. Yeah, and in the offensive play calling can't go under – You can't. we can't underplay that, right? You mentioned this earlier, and it dawned on me. I hadn't thought about it all week. Okay. Doug Peterson was coaching at the Kansas City Chiefs. He faced the Chargers twice a year. So he knows the offense. He know, Even though Anthony Lynn's a new coach out yeah. there or what have you, he knows what gives Phillip Rivers trouble. So he's going to give that to Jim Swartz himself. And he's even though this is Gus Bradley in here with the defense, he still knows the personnel uh, of this team. So that certainly had to help this coaching staff out, uh, the familiarity that Doug Peterson had. And even Frank Wright coaching oh, yeah. out there with those guys, uh, that certainly had to help them put together a game plan that would be successful against this team. And it certainly looked like he could because, again, the offense – they seem to move the ball up and down the field at will, especially running it, just needed to cash them in for more touchdowns instead of field yeah, goals. Yeah, that's the biggest difference because that's the thing. Early on, to get out to the 10-0 lead, you know, they let 13-0, and you said to yourself, that's where you felt like the Eagles could just break it open and just make it an easy day. Really set those Eagles fans ablaze out there at the StubHub Center. Get them riled up and say, a nice blowout. That would just be really one statement you can make so there. So we can relax in the second half. Exactly, you know. <laughs> you know, but they gotta make things a little bit interesting. <laughs> Always. Hunter Henry had that amazing touchdown grab, which, you know, credit to the charge for for uh 
throwing out the challenge flag and it gets overturned. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, looked real close, but then when you saw the replay, you're like, yeah, I think he got two feet down. You know, that's that's always a problem is when you when you know that it's going to get overturned, but the Eagles responded to the challenge. And as they've done, they did it last week against the Giants. They got up early and held on. Get up early, hold on this week against the Chargers. You, the biggest thing is the Eagles are finding ways to finish strong. Yeah. The fourth quarters have been very interesting for this football team. Going back to last year, where last year they're not winning the close games, okay? You go through the litany of all the games that were one-score games they weren't able to pull out. They weren't able to win games on the road. It was like six of them last year. Yeah. Like six one-score games. Yeah. Okay, you have the games on the road, not able to win last year. Okay, you know, two and one yeah. away from the link so far this year. And the Eagles have been very good at home. So you get that to look forward to with a little bit of a homestand, so to speak, coming up. Okay, so they can use it. They can use it. Yes, <laughs> they can, can use it. it. Yeah. Okay, and they could use getting a little bit healthy because, like you said, you hope to get Fletcher Cox. Maybe he's back next week for the Cardinals game. Uh -huh. Okay, Ronald Darby, his return. It's getting closer. It's getting closer. Every yeah. week that goes by, it's getting a little bit closer. Yeah. Okay. Jalen Watkins, Corey Graham, that's veteran depth there yeah, that you can utilize. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those are names that, you know, training camp against these, you're like, uh, you know, you, you wouldn't think of guys that you need them to be relied upon. But what we're going to do now, Carson, California, to hear from the quarterback, Carson Wentz. Let's send it over there. Yeah. Felt great. Felt great to close the game out like that, you know, to stay on the field, um, to have that chance to, like you said, to, to run the four-minute offense there, um, just kind of lean and rely on the O-line. And um, the O-line and Garrett and really the rest of the backs kind of took care of the rest. So um, to finish a game like that on the field, you know, the victory formation's our favorite. So uh, it was a well-earned well, well -earned win for us. Go ahead. You know, I'm kind of starting to not be stunned by our fans. You know, honestly, it's unbelievable. You know, they travel so well there at every game. So um, it's, it's so enjoyable. They make it so fun. Um, but it's, it's starting to be the norm almost, so to speak. So, you know, hats off to them. They, they bring it every game no matter where we're at. So uh, we're really thankful for those guys. Wendell Smallwood said that when they were going pregame, he thought it was at you. But, in fact, it was, it was the other way around. They were doing their own team. How much when, when the fans are like that on your side on the road, how much of that help you? I mean, it's huge. You know, it's honestly huge. I mean, you, you get to go on regular cadence. You don't have to worry about silent cadence, um, some things. But, you know, we just feed off that energy. You know, we feed off that energy. We play at home, and obviously you guys know we love playing at home, and we feed off that en energy. But to go on the road, go across the country to L.A. like this and still kind of have that, that same atmosphere, um, it, it makes it really enjoyable to play. So you guys were 1-7 in one score games last year. You 2-0 in three-point games or less this, so far this year. What's the biggest difference? Do you feel it's kind of a character for this team? Um, I think it's just it's really big for us, you know, without a doubt. You know, especially um, to be where we're at, starting with three of the four on the road. You know, I think that's big for us. Um, you know, last year we just we could never find a way to win tight ball games, and this year obviously we're starting to starting to learn that a little bit, and I think we're we're turning the corner a little bit. Like you said, I think it's it's a big part of our character and our makeup, um, and we're just finding ways to win. So so that's a good sign of things to come. I'm not surprised. That's a good football team. You know, that's a good football team. Like you said, they've been in pretty much every single one of their games, and um, that offense, you know, with, with Philip behind there, you never know what you're going to get. You know, they can score um, quickly whenever. You know, so um, and that defense is stout. You know, they're kind of a bend but don't break defense. So their record, I don't think, indicates um, their their talent level and their skill level. So um, it was a hard fought win for us. What was it like, what was it like? 
the Garrett Blunt was running kind of angry. Yeah. Uh, have you said something about the weeks of the running game that these guys in the want to show that you can lean on us when they play the running game? Yeah, I think you can see that on the field. You know, like you said, with LeGarrette, it that's exactly what I said out on the field. I'm like, that guy, that man's angry. You know, feed him the ball. And um, the O-line, I think, you know, going back to the Kansas City game, I think everyone kind of felt um, felt that, you know, felt that and really took it upon themselves. And um, But at the same time, we never doubted them in the first place. But I think it kind of just gave them a little extra motivation. And uh, we knew what they could do all along. And to finally see LeGarrette, you know, breaking some of these runs like he did today, some of those runs were unbelievable. Um, LeGarrette, you know, Corey had some nice runs. Wendell stepping up. Um, you know, it's just it's good to get that run game going. It's awesome. It's awesome. Makes my life easier, honestly. Um, seeing the O line get super excited about him too. You know, just we f- we fuel off that emotion, off that energy when when a guy like Garrett's bouncing off tackles, making guys miss, and um, anytime you have those big plays, it's, we just use that energy and, and it fuels us. Did you get to I, I did get to see that one. I had a pretty good view. Um, I can't wait to see it on film, too. But from my vantage point, it was one of the, one of the most impressive runs I've seen live uh, in my life. So I think, um, you know, I think, again, he kind of came out and just was running angry today, and it was, it was good to see. Say that again? It was just an inside zone play. Inside zone, the line had a – there was a huge, huge crease in there, and he was, he was on the safety, and he, he did the rest of it. Yeah, Jake was huge again today. You know, obviously last week everyone knows what, what Jake did and what he accomplished, but um, four for four today, two for two on extra points. Um, they weren't easy field goals either. You know, I think it was a 50-something yarder and a couple 40s or something. Um, but those are those are huge points, especially in a two-point ball game like that. So hats off to Jake again, and, um, you know, we're, we're, we're thrilled about that kid. As a follow-up to the I mean, we're hoping we're going to either end in a, in a victory formation or end in the end zone. You know, that's kind of the goal and that's the mindset. And, um, you know, we were able to pick up a couple first downs there and then it was about the two-minute warning and we knew we just needed one more at the end, one more first down. And um, the O-line and LeGarrette got that done. Guys, we have time for more. Yeah. Yeah, it was huge. I mean, the momentum kind of was kind of all over the place. They got the big score and um, got it close. And LeGarrette's run um, kind of, uh, you know, I think was, was a huge play, huge play. I mean, I thought he was about to score, but, you know, we got down there and then we finished the drive. And, um, yeah, that run was a big momentum sw- shift for us. On the touchdown? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think. You know, we were back and forth on a couple different pass plays and then a run play. And um, I think, you know, I, he just ultimately felt most comfortable with the run play. And um, I trusted it, and we got it done. Thanks, Carson. Thanks, guys. All right, the winning quarterback, Carson Wentz, okay, didn't have to do it all with his arm today. Did a little bit with his legs and relied upon the ground game, but a great feeling as he helped the Eagles get to the 26-24 win over the Los Angeles Chargers. We're going to take a quick break here on the postgame show presented by Rico. If you're following us on Twitter or Facebook, we have to, we have to cut the stream, so make sure you come over to PhiladelphiaEagles.com or the Eagles have to keep watching the show. Why are you going to want to keep watching? We're going to go through the Toyota Player of the Game nominees as well as break down the key plays on the final Eagles scoring drive. All that and more coming up right after this.
see what's happening at your local Acme. Better sale prices, superior service, and great quality products. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher. Like fresher meat and seafood. And fresher produce and hundreds of organics. And our butchers cut our USDA Choice Lancaster beef in store every day. So stop in, shop, and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. There are bumps along the road of life, and for each one, there's AAA. Stop! Finding the end zone is his specialty. In fact, he's found it over 17 times already today. He is a professional football watcher because he has NFL Red Zone from NFL Network on Xfinity. He catches every touchdown from every game Sunday afternoons all season long. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity. Switch to an X1 triple play and add the sports entertainment package to get NFL Red Zone. Call or go online today. Simply write checking from Santander Bank. Just make one deposit, withdrawal, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Write Checking from Santander Bank. McDonald's introduces the new signature crafted sriracha sandwich made with the new sriracha mac sauce with a kick of spice. Welcome back to the post game show presented by Rico. If you're an Eagles fan, not only are you feeling great about the win over the Chargers, but the NFC East going down in flames this week with <laughs> the Giants losing on a last second field goal to the Bucks. They're 0 and 4 on the season. Yeah. Clap to them. Yeah. They're going to end up with some really high draft pick. That's going to be the thing you got to look at down the line. Okay? I'm going to end up with Barkley. <laughs> that, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, you sour my mood with it. Sour my mood at the mere thought of that. Because yeah, that's the one thing that they actually need, yes. too. So yeah. they might find a way to mess that up. And you got Washington playing tomorrow night. Dallas Cowboys go to the Rams. Or no, host the Rams and lose Wade Phillips. Exactly good Rams team. It is a good Rams, good Rams team. team. Jared Goff looks good uh, as a young quarterback. I'm happy to see him playing well. You know, listen, uh, the NFC East is what it is. Redskins tomorrow in Kansas City. So now we need Big Red nice to come one. through. Yeah, we, we need, need Big Red now. Big Red. Yeah, you gotta help us out, Big Red, okay? <laughs> Hurts a couple weeks ago. Now we need yeah. the win. So that would be tremendous if the Eagles get the one win in the division and take first place in the NFC East at the quarter pole mark of this season. So what we're going to do now is we're going to send it over to the Rico whiteboard for the Rico review where Fran Duffy and NFL Films senior producer Greg Cosell are standing by to break down the touchdown that put the Eagles over top. Wendell Smallwood punching it in to help finish off the, San, the Los Angeles. I went over the whole show yeah. without it. The LA, Los Angeles LA Chargers. Chargers. <laughs> 
So we'd like to say that that Wendell Smallwood touchdown came relatively quickly after that long run from LeGarrette Blount. The Eagles have a few shots at the end zone, unable to get it in, but after a penalty by the L.A. Chargers, they've got another shot here. It's third and short, and they get some great blocking up front by this Eagles offensive line for Wendell Smallwood. We were getting a little nervous that they might not score. A lot of plays seem to go (laughs) by. No question. this, This, at its core, is a zone run, but it's really what we call duo because there's two double teams on the defensive tackles. So... I call it duo anyway. It's a term that a lot of people use, but it's really a zone run at heart. And if you look right here with Peters and Wisniewski, that one is really critical. And if we we run this a little bit after we clear it off here, you'll see exactly why, Fran, because what you see here is Brett Selleck unfortunately gets beaten right there. You can see Bosa gets his head inside. And if it wasn't for this double team right here, I mean, look at that. Look at Wisniewski and Peters. They are driving back the defensive tackle right into the lap of the linebacker. Linebacker has no chance to do anything because of the double team on the D tackle. So Bosa can't really make a play. So Smallwood is able to get in the end zone really well. Two well-executed double teams there. Yeah, on the front side, you had Brandon Brooks and Jason Kelsey moving that defensive tackle out of the way as well. Really helped widen the lane there for Wendell Smallwood. A huge touchdown that helped seal this victory for the Eagles. All right, thanks so much, Fran and Gray. You can watch the entire All-22 review on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and the Eagles mobile app. First thing, Monday morning. So... Tremendous job by the offensive line, getting the job done to push its way. And you remember the penalty that the Chargers had, which helped extend that drive there, gave them the extra set of downs. And that really was the demoralizing point there for the Chargers where it seemed like they were going to hold them to a field goal. Maybe the touchdown would put the charge over the top when they came back down the field the next time. But, no, the Eagles were able to fight their way get into the end zone, take advantage of that red zone opportunity, and to get the po- enough points to take a t- – they got 26 points there. They will hold on for the 26-24 to 24 victory. Okay, so on the other side, some interesting things happened to the Arizona Cardinals today. We're going to talk about that as they are next week's opponent. We've got that and a little bit more, including the Toyota Player of the Week nominees after our final break here on the postgame show presented by Rico. There are bumps along the road of life, and for each one, there's AAA. It's just three kids, right? With Simply Right checking from Santander Bank, just make one deposit, payment, withdrawal, or transfer each month to waive the monthly fee, and there's no minimum balance. You're all right. It's simply right checking from Santander Bank. Community College of Philadelphia has given me a blueprint to pursue my career aspirations. They have many locations and it's very close to home. There's a real community here at the college. You're able to meet many people who are figuring it out. Very small classes so you can get one-on-one attention with your professor. It allowed me to be a role model for my community. I feel Community College of Philadelphia is helping me start my career. I feel like I'm ready for wherever my career path takes me. And that's why I go. And that's why I go.
Now is your chance to vote for the Toyota Player of the Week. Go to PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Toyota Player of the Week to cash your vote and get a chance at a brand new Toyota. All right, our first nominee this week, defensive tackle, Bo Allen, stepping in there for Fletcher Cox, had the sack, had a couple solo tackles, you know, helped disrupt the run game. I mean, Melvin Gordon, former first-round pick, he didn't even have the big running play yeah, for them. It was his teammate right there. Exactly. Slowed him down, okay. So so the big run of the day came from a rookie free agent. So Bo Allen doing a nice job stepping in there for Fletcher Cox. That's why he's one of our three nominees this week, Ike. I like that. I like that big fella getting up in there. Um, Well, almost a forgotten man, right? What did he do? Terrace Peck. Yeah, Terrace Peck this summer. And so it was almost a forgotten man once they brought in Jernigan. You know, we got Fletcher here. You draft Elijah Qualls. Uh, but Bo Allen's doing what Bo Allen has done through his young career. It's being reliable. Mr. Reliable. Uh, when, when they call upon him. All right, our second nominee, okay, coming off the amazing 61-yard record-setting field goal, Jake Elliott, for an encore performance, goes four for four, each one of the field goals further, farther, yeah. I should say, than 40 yards, including a 53-yarder outstanding performance by Jake Elliott, who has quickly become Mr. Automatic for this football team. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, he's going to be tough to beat. He was tough to beat last week. Uh, this week, talking about four for four, all important field goals. You mentioned it earlier, no chip shots. Uh, they needed all 12 points uh, that he gave you with those field goals. So um, nice job, young man. I mean, he's been here just a short period of time. Nice job. This is where you have to give props to Harry Roseman, Joe Douglas, and the personnel department yeah. because Caleb Sturgis goes down. You need to find another kicker, and you bring in a couple of veterans for a tryout. You got to see what's out there at a blink of a hat, drop of a hat, and you're able to sign this kid off the practice squad, okay, of the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals don't want to promote him, and obviously they have a solid kicker in Randy Bullock. No need for them to. But they invested the fifth-round pick, and the Eagles are now reaping the rewards for it by getting him here and, again, won the game against the Giants with a 61-yarder, but comes back in a huge way with four field goals, all from long range, to help get the Eagles over the top when the offense was stalling and you're not able to finish off some drives. So, speaking of finishing things off, how about LeGarrette Blunt? Blunt force trauma yeah. to the Chargers' defense. 136 rushing yards. Came up with a big 68-yarder, though, when the game was on the line there. The Eagles need to answer a Charger score. Well, LeGarrette Blunt came up in a huge way with that run. That set up the Wendell Smallwood touchdown, which gave them their final points of the afternoon. And then on the final drive, okay, the first down, second down, third down runs all go to Blunt, and he gets the first down. The Eagles are able to go into victory formation. So the closer, LeGarrette Blunt, our last nominee. I, I have to give him my pick this week. Yeah, it, it, it would take a performance like his to knock off old Jake Elliott. Yes. Um, and, it, and I think he gets the vote. He gets my vote, too. I get the I, vote this week, Yeah, yes. I, I just think uh, he was just punishing. And uh, he. this is why you brought him here, to close out football games. Now, listen, he was good all day long. Yes. First half and second half. But you primarily brought him here, scored touchdowns in the red zone, but to close out the football game, when you get in a 
four-minute situation like they were there, even though it was 6.40 on the clock. But the four-minute situation for everyone is that's the offense have the ball with the lead, and they're going to bleed the clock. You're not getting the ball back. That's when they put on their big boy pads and say, put the game on our shoulders, let's go win it. The offensive line, they led the way, and LeGarrette Blunt followed. I mean, he, he was punishing today. All right, so again, go to PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Toyota Player of the Week to select who you think deserves the award. We will announce that later on the week on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and the Eagles mobile app. And again, you get a chance at a brand-new Toyota just for voting. Now let's take a look at the upcoming Eagles schedule, which is presented by NFL Ticket Exchange powered by Ticketmaster. For the only 100% verified way to buy or sell NFL tickets, visit NFL Ticket Exchange. Dot com. So, Ike, the Eagles come out of the quarter pole 3-1, and one, and they welcome the 2-2 two and two Arizona Cardinals to the link next Sunday, 1 p.m. kickoff. The Cardinals escaping with a win at home in overtime against the San Francisco 49ers, who remain winless. So, the Cardinals come here. Carson Palmer, we know about Larry Fitzgerald, who apparently got injured. He scored the game-winning touchdown in overtime. Apparently got injured, okay, so we'll have to wait and see what that diagnosis is. Uh, but I would think that he'll be ready and available to take on the Eagles, a team that he has tormented yeah. over the years. Yeah, it almost seems like we play the Cardinals every year. I mean, we don't go many years without facing the Cardinals. And uh, it's been good matchups in the past, but you're going to get the Cardinals coming out here to the, uh, to the east for a 1 o'clock game. you got to take advantage of that. You know, there are studies out there from smarter people, way smarter than I am, they tell you uh, it's not as much of a disadvantage going east to west. We saw the Eagles were ready to play, but it's much more of a disadvantage coming west to east. Interesting. And it's going to be like a 10 o'clock game for the Cardinals going out there, whereas it was really a 1 o'clock game for the Eagles today. They're used to playing at 1 o'clock. So this is a team that you're going to want to jump on early and not allow them to hang around. They have fought tooth and nail to get the two wins that they have. Both have come in overtime time against less opponents, the Indianapolis Colts and the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Eagles playing at home, jump on this team early, don't give them any life, and uh, let's celebrate another victory at the link. The, the link will be fired up. It will be Coming rocking. in 3-1, <laughs> fans will be ready to go, okay? You thought you saw a good show today out in the West Coast. Eagles fans are going to be ready to bring it next Sunday at the link. Uh, good things coming up this week on the uh, Carl and Show, I would imagine. Yeah, Sports at the days radio, like this, I look, listen, I wish I could go get on the radio now and start working, man. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Carlin and Reese, 2 to 6 p.m., 94 WIP. All right. We have plenty for you coming up all week long here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Kicking things off tomorrow at noon, head coach Doug Pearson's day after press conference. And then we'll have Dave Spadaro, Eagles insider, and then Hall of Fame running back Brian Westbrook will bring you Eagles 360 tomorrow evening. So make sure you stay tuned for all that and so much more. So for Ike Reese and everyone here at the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm Chris McPherson. You've been watching the postgame show presented by Rico, the Eagles victorious over the Los Angeles Chargers by score of 26 to 24. Everyone have a great Eagles night.